Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined on the podcast this week by fellow consultant Fiona Hogarth. Hey, Fee. Hey, Dom. How's it going? It's going really well. Good. And this week, exciting. We've got a, a letter from a listener or an email from a listener. Excellent. Um, as the case may be, around culture. So I'm wondering if- Love a listener query and I love a culture query. I love a listener query as well. And if you have one, just while we're on the topic, you can always email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We love to answer listener questions. So let's go for it. This one comes from Maria. And she's asking about doing things and culture. Culture change default seems to be let's do some stuff. I'm curious to explore the behavior change side of the solution. We talk about action planning for culture change, but is it in fact about identifying behaviors and making them stick? Yes to both. Mm. There is action and there is behavior. As you were saying that, Don, what springs to mind for me is the AAA model, awareness, acceptance, and action. Okay. And so if I think about that from a culture lens, when we get the data and we debrief the results, we get the awareness and then often we jump into the action. Well, right. let's do this. Right. And I just wonder that we forget about the may forget about the acceptance because the acceptance is a bit about understanding what it looks like, sounds like, feels like uh-huh. and how it might show up in a behavioural sense. So, you know, we've got the data and, you know, we've got, you know, I'm assuming we're doing OCI and OEI, so we've mm. got these are the norms and the behaviours that are showing up. Okay, that's not what we want. These are the reasons why we have it and the causal factors help us jump to action and this is the outcomes that it's producing, what do we want it to be different. But I wonder whether the in the acceptance piece where there's a bit about in the norms, what are those behaviours and what do they look like and we, what do we want it to look like? And then using the causal factors to go, okay, if it's about employee involvement, that's about decision-making and that sort of stuff. At the moment, we do it in this way, which creates that type of behavior. Expectation, ver- right, expectation right. Yep. Versus if we do it, you know, if you would go it the other way, if we were doing it constructively, what would it look like? So it might be a bit of that reverse engineering and tying those right. two things together between, yeah, what's the behavior we want to see well, we want a achievement. So what does that look like? Well, it means we focus on the outcomes. So we'd start a conversation with What's the goal? What, what's the goal? Yep. Or what's the purpose of this meeting? Or what's good gonna look like for us? Or what have we done well? None of which is rocket science. Rocket science mm. And it's behavioral, mm. start asking a different question. Mm. So I wonder whether that's something that if you put it in that frame, awareness accept we've got to accept this is how it is, or what do we want it to be different and then tie the action that we're looking at and what's the different behavior going to be that we want to see. That's the key is tying the actions to the behavior we want to see. Because you're right, I I think, like, I love the circumplex, I love the styles, but I get as well when we talk about, like, achievement, what does that specifically look like, I think is useful to get into for organizations. Give me, like, you know, two examples. If we're really hitting the mark, what is that, what will we see? And maybe if we're falling short, you know, what might Mm. it be? Mm to kind of paint the contrast for people. So it's making it practical and relatable, I guess, to people. What does humanistic encouraging look like, you know, as far as, hey, we're developing others, but it's also stretching and challenging people as well, you mm. know. So so what 
practically does that look like versus, hey, um, we're just a cheerleader but nothing ever, we don't ever challenge or stretch anyone. Yeah, or we say we're going to do it but we don't actually, you know, we set a development goal but what actually happens to it. Right. We fill in the form because that's what's important. Right. You know, I've had the conversation and where do we encourage people to really take the ownership of that development goal? Totally. You know, and so so it's making it real and, and sometimes I think with organizations it's taking your values, which you probably have, which are aspirational behaviors and as aspirational an aspirational culture mm. of sorts. And okay, cool. If we're saying this is important, well, what does that look like? Mm. So defining that out, but then I think the other point you're getting to is that it's both. Because we measure not just causal factors, but what's the behavior that it's expecting, right? The culture. Mm. So how does it drive behavior? And the key is linking the two together, right? Why does being really clear about the mission and philosophy, what we're here to achieve, what the strategy is, and why we're doing it, you know, what behavior, if that's clear, what behavior does that drive? Yeah. Right? And, and therefore, why should we do it? Right? Well, if we want people to use their initiative, make decisions, make stuff happen, well, we've got to be clear on where we're heading. Otherwise, I ask you, Fee, do you want to go left or right? No, I don't care. Because where are we going? I've got mm. no idea. So how can I make the decision about should I go left or right? But if I tell you, well, this afternoon, Fee, we're going to have a lovely trip to the Blue Mountains, well, now I know where we're going so I can start making decisions and using my initiative, right? That's the link to behavior. And hey, if I tell you even more, we're going on the scenic trip. It's a tourist trip. Well, maybe we don't go the most direct route yeah, then. Maybe do we, I pack a picnic camper? Maybe then? we pack, pack a picnic camper. Right. And so the what and the why allows us to do the behavior. And so it's connecting people. So it's not just, hey, we're going to get clear on the strategy. It's we're going to get clear on the strategy because we want you to use your initiative. So we know that you need to know where we're going and why in order to make decisions. Yeah. So connect them together. Yeah. And the connection, we want to be clear on the strategy so that our customers know that. And then if our customer is aware of that, then what does that mean? Yeah, because often, you know, when I think when we do debriefs and you chat in conversations and cross organizations, people miss the why. You know, that's often the, and particularly in a conventional avoidance culture, we just do it because we always have. And no, we don't explain the why necessarily, or it's not reinforced, or, you know, when it's asked, oh, we just do. So that, yeah, the why, and then how does that impact me? And what does it create? If I don't know why I'm doing something, and for some people more than others, I don't know why I'm doing it. Why am I going to put any time and energy into it? And is the why contributing to where it needs to be? And I think the why is important because sometimes we can, like, do we do appraisals? Yes. But how do we do appraisals? Does it send the message we want it to send? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it fills in the the context or the, yeah, what's in there. Like I'm just thinking of a, a case I saw where one of the issues for this organization was around appraisals, right? So that scored low on the causal factors. And they're like, yeah, but we need the whiz-bang. We can't do it yet because we're waiting for the whiz-bang system to come in, right? The computer system that's going to track it all. So why you do an appraisal for the system or are you doing it? What's your intent? Yeah, What's your intent? Because it's about, really, it's about the behavior. It's about the conversation. And so I just pointed out to them, you could do it with a diary, with a piece of paper. Right, or like you know, and and our catch ups, our monthly catch ups. You don't need a whiz bang system for that. Now, if you have the whiz bang system, all power to you. That's awesome. But fundamentally, actually, that doesn't make a difference because fundamentally, it's what's the conversation we're having on a monthly basis, and 
if we're doing to make that. sure that you're working towards the strategic goal for the organisation or your business unit goal, and that you're feeling growing that you're growing and, and developing for yourself. Right, yep. that's what matters. Right, and I think sometimes organisations get lost in the we're hoping for the silver bullet of the the new system that we're going to bring in. But that's all kind of window dressing, in my yeah. opinion. Now, it might help us do it. You know, maybe a communication causal factors, maybe the way we've organized stuff is just like it's so cluttered it's hard to, to get mm. clear messages. Mm. Cool. I get it. But also with, you know, with a communication, it's not just about the letter from the CEO, but how does my man, you know, the CEO talks to their direct reports, their direct reports to talk, you know, to their department and so on. How do those messages filter down? That doesn't take a system. That takes a conversation. Correct. And sometimes, we, you know, and that comes then back to the individual link in terms of I don't feel comfortable telling someone that their performance isn't up to the standard that I'd like it to be. So I'll just tick the three on the form and we'll dance around it rather than mm. being clear in that. Or, uh, you know, as you were talking about, so appraisals is a really good one. The other one that springs to mind for me is the use of rewards as a causal factor. Oh, well, we don't, our reward and recognition system isn't any good. So we need to review that nice, big, hearty, chunky action. Yes, that might be correct. But is giving someone a Bunnings voucher or a coffee club voucher or whatever really going to make that much difference? Some people it will. When actually, when we look, and this is the beauty of the getting the data, what's the question? If I do good work, is it noticed? And noticed could just be me going, hey, Dom. Job. That's a great job. Really appreciate what you did. Now, that costs nothing. I can do that every day of the week. I don't need a special skill to be able to say that to someone. I've just got to have it. And that's the behavior that you want to encourage in the first instance when we think about use of rewards. Then it can build to, well, hey, you've done some really good stuff. Really appreciate it. You know, here's your Bunnings voucher or whatever. And, and, and here's where it links back to behaviors as well, yeah. because it's like, hey, if you're in a top job, now we're recognizing Fiona because she did these things we you know talked about she hey she covered for the other team and supported them to get to the goal and you know that stuff we say is important you know and so yeah. linking back to it right like do we reward excellence and merit or is it longevity yeah or you know? or you know every child wins a prize and today it's your turn sort of stuff and you turned up and you did your job right. so i'm going to reckon well that's what we get paid for don't inflate the currency yeah so it's all I see nine off and it's sometimes, you know, the behavior stuff is the simple pieces that you can do. So even when we think about culture and often we work with teams and can you do, well, what's the stuff that frustrates you? And the frustration pieces will be the culture. You know, we don't do this. Okay, well, what can you do? And we don't need a plan. I don't need a plan. You know, I just got to start doing it differently. And it very much around the messages that, yeah, if you do do this, then it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and so one I try to do, Fee, as well, like with organizations is link, when we come up with actions, link it to the behavior. So yeah. like just as an example, I was just pulling one up. Mm. For this organization, well, the, the action was to refresh the goals, right? Okay. So particularly to break it down from sort of the big goal to what as does that an mean for my division? Goal. Yeah, yep. the organizational goal to what does that mean for my division, for my team, for me, this year, this quarter kind of stuff. You know, keep them simple and memorable. And so I had why. While people are clear and passionate about the mission of this organization, and I can't say exactly without giving it away, but the reason people joined this organization was because they were believers in, in what it was about. Okay, yep. But they weren't so clear on how that 
mission connects to their team or their individual goals, right? Sometimes they're too long-term or too complicated, which makes it hard to know where my effort makes a difference, right? So where I can put my effort. So instead, they tended towards passiveness. I'm going to wait to be told because their goals as an organization are sort of 20 years in the future. And hey, we love them. We believe in them. But I don't know what that means for me this week, this month, this year. I don't connect to it. So how do you break it down? And so if we can break it down and do that, it builds achievement, right? Work to achieve self-set goals, take on challenging tasks, think and plan ahead. Are the behaviors... Yeah, right, that and that's the other piece, you know, I use the questions in the server, as I say. Like we've just asked you a bunch of questions. You start doing that stuff, that'll help shift it. But I, the other piece that I hear in what you were just saying is the incremental nature of it. And, you know, because it's behaviour change, it takes time. And, you know, so you've got to do little small steps. And so, yeah, well, this is where we want to be in 10 years. Well, where do we want to be in five years? And where do we want to be in one year? And where do we want to be in six months' time? And so Mm. in six months' time, if we want to have that, then what does that mean this week or next week? And so really, and it's not micro-leveling it down, but you can look at it and you go, okay, well, we're on the track so you can measure your progress, which is also achievement, and you can catch it early rather than waiting 12 months down, Mm -hmm. oh, we didn't. Oh, where are we at? Well, where did we start from and how do we slowly build towards it? Mm. And also I think sometimes in passive organizations, because people don't necessarily think for that future. So, and particularly in conventional cultures as well, because I like the stability of how it is now. That Uh future stuff in five years time is awfully scary because that means when we get that IT system in to do that performance appraisal stuff, I mightn't have a job anymore. Man, I don't want to get involved in that. So- what does that mean is, well, yeah, in five years' time we'll be doing that, but for now what we need you to do is share your thoughts about how to make it work. And what can we do in the meantime? Because I, I think that – I see that as well, Fee. I reckon that's a great point because people are like, oh, well, that we're going to do that thing and, and we're waiting for headquarters or we're waiting for the leadership team or we're waiting for someone else to do stuff and fix stuff and therefore we won't do anything now because in five years – It'll know, be different. But it's yeah. too long. Like. And also, and well, it's not my problem right now. I don't have to worry about it because it's not going to impact me. Someone else is going to solve that. That's right. Somebody, anyone, they, them, all of those other people who's got nobody's names on them. But it's a bit about how do you localize it to go, yeah, okay, that is coming. What does that mean for me? doesn't mean anything today, but what can I do to start preparing for that or thinking about it or how might that impact, you know, just encouraging some of that incremental thinking to bring people in because particularly in that passive environment, you know, conventional, I get safety out of the way. It's all avoidance. I'm just stick my head in the sand and, you know, wait Mm. for someone else to make the decision Mm. and then whinge about it later or dependent. I'll ask my boss when it's time. So how do you encourage some of that? Because the passive is often the harder part to shift in a culture because it's that learned I'll just wait and see. Yeah, or hopefully it'll blow over. Or yeah. Something. So, and because because I think as, as you're saying that there can be uh we're all waiting to see what some that what they're gonna do, you know. And and with any of these like that goal one I just shared, hey, cool. Maybe the high level we need to be sharper on what Ooh. are the goals for this year or the next couple of years or something. Cool. But then it's also putting it back on to the department, the team, the individual too. Okay. What's your part of that? And get them to do the work as well. So it's not just we're waiting for it to be told because that's reinforcing a passive culture if that's the case. What are we going to do? 
And I think that also then brings to mind why when we come to doing action planning, it's really one or two things right. so that you're simple. not so that you can go, so if it is the goals, an organisation, at an organisational level, our goal is we want to improve X or Y or whatever. So that means as an organisation, this is here's the big picture piece. And then for those leaders to chat with their department, okay, so at a departmental level, what is it that you need to do to help contribute to that? Then departmentally, okay, if that's what it is at a team level, and this also then creates all that significant stuff, but how does what I do connect and connect but if you're doing that across 20 different actions, no wonder it doesn't go anywhere right. versus if you pick one or two. So if goal setting is our focus for the next 12 months, this is what good's going to look like for us as an organization, have the conversations all the way down. So for me, sitting in my little office in the, you know, where I may not see the executive as much as I could, that means that I need to contribute in a team meeting or I need mm-hmm. to, and, I, and right. I'm given an opportunity to share that, or I can have a conversation around my goals and go, actually, I'd really like to do this. Okay, Fiona, that's great. How is that going to help us as a team get there? Right, ladder it up. So it can go up and down, but really localize it. And that behavior then becomes, yeah, I'm going to do this. And that's the doing bit. I'm going to make sure my job is going to be in the team meeting every week to go, okay, what's our purpose today? Or what's gone well this week? or what's everyone's priorities this week, and let's have a conversation around that. It reminds me of a podcast we were just recording and (laughs) and quite possibly came out before this one. We talked about personal responsibility versus blame for everyone else to change. And there can be a bit of that around here. Everyone's like, you know, no one takes ownership and take it yourself. Yeah. You know, and it it starts with us, Mm. right? So Mm. what what am I going to do? And so I think what I'm taking away from this conversation is, Get clear about what are the behaviors and put them into your language. What, yeah. what does it look like? What would you see? You might use your values to do that. You know, what would you see? And by the way, keep it simple because sometimes I see ones where it's like there's so many layers, like levels of it. It just becomes complicated. Like, what do you really want me to do? So simple explanations of what does it look like? What does it not look like? Yep. And then with the causal factors, link what we're doing to why we're doing it. What is the message we're trying to reinforce? We're doing this because we want to encourage people to build genuine relationships, You know, be able to constructively disagree, to be able to throw ideas out there and try new things, be innovative. Whatever it is, right, that's why we're doing this. You know, We're sharing information and making it open because we want you to know the business so you can come up with new ideas and be innovative. Whatever it is, link it to the behavior constantly. Yeah. Yeah, and call it out. Acknowledge it when you see it. So that's yep. the you know the recognition piece. Hey, you're doing what supports our behaviour, and also calling it out when it's not aligned, and coaching and guiding people to help them understand why you want that behaviour versus this behaviour. So yeah, so it's that continued progress with the positive intent around it, rather than well, you haven't done that. The blame that can feed the oppositional versus okay, so that didn't work. This is what we're looking for. This is the difference. And this is what I, you know, what do you think you could do to just tweak it that little bit to make it better? Mm. You know, that that also just opens the door as well to culture change and LSI work really well together. Yeah. You know, particularly at that senior level, you know, my point of view, leaders need to personally own it. And part of that is how do they show up and, yep. and what's their, yeah, what are their behaviors that they're mm. demonstrating? And so the two work beautifully together. Yeah. And that is the individual's behavior at the end of the day. 
It's that massive accelerator. Massive accelerator. But it's it's a great one and I, it's a great question, Maria, and thank you for asking it because it really what's well, made us think. But, yeah, and I think there's, yeah, awareness, acceptance, action for me is mm. a nice driving piece mm. in that, but absolutely the causal factors in the behaviour. What's good going to look like? What do we want it to look like? Got to know what they're shooting for. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Fee, for answering that question. No worries. Thanks for your contributions as well. And um, just a reminder, if you've got questions for us, we love taking them. So pop us an email, podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. Yeah, we'd love to answer them. Thanks, Fee. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.